Welcome back to another episode of the Cast Patrol podcast. Today, we're excited to have one of the most accomplished guests that we've ever had on the podcast so far. He's a premiership winner, Dalian Centre of the Year, State of Origin and International Representative and current New Zealand Warriors player. Please welcome Dylan Walker. Dylan, we're thrilled to have you. How are you doing today? Hey, cheers, boys. No, thanks for having me, man. Um, it's an honour. It's an honour. <laughs> good to hear. Good to hear. <laughs> well, Dylan, we'll get straight into it. The Warriors, they're having a, a great season so far. Um, some may yep. say exceeding expectations. Can you give us yep. some insight into what the Warriors camp is like right now and sort of how, you know, the team and the coaching staff are feeling about being in the top eight? Yeah, yeah. No, it's been uh, it's been pretty good, to be honest. It's, uh, we've got lots of new people, um, heaps of people, um, even in the front office because they haven't been here for the last three years and um, just getting that continuity with everyone. Um, across across the board, especially what Webby's been doing throughout the organisation, and you know, just bringing people along, and um, it's quite enjoyable. Um, it's a family aspect uh, type club, which is uh, something that you know, it's a bit of a change for me. A bit, bit of a you know, South was similar to it, mainly um, yeah, in in some cases, but you know, you can really feel the family connection here at the Warriors and how they involve everyone in in your life uh, to the club. And I imagine all the fans get right behind you playing at Mount Smart, uh, Wellington. What, what, what's the buzz like over there at the minute? Because obviously what Warriors aren't always in the media over here because it's Sydney dominated. Yeah. Um, but is the yeah, buzz yeah. real back there? Yeah, it is, man. It's, um, you know, you go to cafes and you know, people will give you the nod and just say, keep, keep winning, keep winning. So, <laughs> um, you know, we've, we've only had one Mount Smart home game here this season and you know, we've got another one coming up this weekend. Uh, which everyone's excited for. And I think that's what we are as a playing group, just trying to, you know, create a buzz around here in Auckland and, you know, trying to make it a real tough spot for teams to come over and, you know, play a team against. And, you know, we've only one game in at the home stadium. So, mate, just got to keep kicking in the corners and keep the ball rolling, I guess. 100%. I think Warriors is like everyone's second favourite team, definitely in Sydney. And the main reason that is SJ turning back the clock. How good is yeah, it, and yeah. what's it like playing alongside him? Yeah, mate, mate I think he's um, he's finding his uh, you know, his career um, performance at the moment. It's, he's uh, he's doing all the little things right at training, and mate, he's just been wonders. Eh? He's um, you know, he copped a bit of a rocket up in the in the trials um, <laughs> against Storm, um, but I think he just responded really well, just like a professional. And you know, just to see him, you know, happy with his football um, and just I think a lot of the boys that are from New Zealand just being back at home you can just see the you know the difference they have when they walk around the place and just just doing things with a smile on their face and they, I think that's you ask any footballer that when they're playing the best football is when they're the happiest outside of it and I think we're reaping the rewards from you know SJ, Tohu, Harris, um, a lot of the younger New Zealander guys um, you know, they they just love being at home and, you know, just enjoying the environment that, we, uh, that we've got here at uh, Auckland. Yeah, well, I was going to say, was that move across to New Zealand easy enough just because they're so welcoming over there and everyone gets behind the club? Um, was there is there anything that you're missing from Sydney as well? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, th- I think Sydney, it, the weather, the weather is definitely one. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, man, everyone, everyone's been pretty cool here, to be honest. Um you know, oh, it feels like home when I when I walk around and, and I've got a bit of a background here. But man, in saying that, 
just the buzz you get around the city, just having a few wins under your belt. Um, it always makes it a little bit easier. You, you're not, um, you know, you're staying in your house. You, you know, you want to get out and about, go for walks and yeah. um, get into the community. And, man, to be honest, New Zealand's been unreal, man. Heaps of, heaps of fans here. They love their sport. Um, you know, once we keep winning, uh, you know, push <laughs> later in the season, um, I, I bet you we'll get even more crazier. But at the moment, man, just enjoying it. Um, you know, the, the, the move was pretty stressful. I'm not going to lie. There was lots of lots of things happening um, with shipping containers and my stuff. And you know, it just yeah. took a long time to get all my stuff. And this room just probably got set up about two weeks ago. Uh, oh, yeah. perfect timing. <laughs> but, uh, mate, perfect timing. So um, everything's going well, man. Just, mate, the family's loving it. I think that's the most important thing. Um, the missus and the kids, they're, they're enjoying it. Um, you know, and just keep them happy. It just makes it a little bit easier. 100%. Well, Dil, we've read some articles about the Bold Brothers um, yeah, and yeah, you're yeah, yeah, part yeah. of this um, partnership. How did this get started and who is in the, the Bold or who are the Bold Brothers? No, nah, no. Nah, so it's, um, man, it was Jazz, Jazz Tavanga. He was doing that um, real good calls for his best mate, uh, the one's got cancer. Um, and, you know, I, I, he was trying to get a few boys on board and uh, yeah. he asked me and I said, oh, when you first come back, um, I'll do it. And me and Jazz get along quite well. And, mate, <laughs> we come into training one day and he didn't – oh, no one knew he was going to play. He just didn't know if he was um, back or not. And then he just, you know, come up to me and said, you got to shave your head. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was spewing, mate. I was spewing. I, was, I just grew the hair out, got a nice haircut. And then, <laughs> mate, a few days later, I just shaved the thing. Oh, he actually shaved it for me when we played Cowboys last. And, um yeah, a bit of a bit of a bit fun with it now. And then you know, people yeah. love it, especially here in NZ. Um, it's quite noticeable now. <laughs> You're walking around, and someone goes, "Oh, Jazz Tavanga." I go, "I ain't that ugly, dog. <laughs> 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 I ain't that ugly pig at the moment." Well, um, I, was, I was gonna say, like watching on TV, it looks like there's two Jazz Tavangas or two Dylan Walkers out there, <laughs> both up the middle with oh, tattoos man. on their arms, just workhorses. Yeah. Mate, he, he's a lot tougher than I am, that's for sure. <laughs> I used to be in the outside back. He, he's a through and through forward. So, uh, no, nah, we, we have a good laugh with it. Um, we enjoy it, man. It's um, a bit of a banter. We, we stuff around the training all the time. and um, Yeah, good fun, man. Yeah, that's good to hear. Uh, do you have any other best mates in New Zealand Warriors camp that you've gone along well with? Yeah, mate, the big AFB, Adam Fennell Blake. Yeah. He's um, another mascot. <laughs> mascot boy as well. Yeah, he, yeah, he's another mascot boy and mate, he, he's a crack up. He, he actually shaved his head with us, but um, <laughs> he's, he's a bit bigger so you can white. tell the difference. Yeah, yeah, and his head, his head was white, so. But he's been over here for the last few years and, mate, he's just the same old big ad. It's just hilarious, funny. Um He's obviously intimidating, so <laughs> yeah. better have him on your side than against him. So, is he no, one of the pranksters around at Warriors camp? No, nah, not really. He's 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 definitely one of the funnier ones. He's he's quick witted old big ads, and uh, um, I don't know if you want to get into a grilling session with him because <laughs> um, he knows how to bring people along onto his side, and it's it's, it's <laughs> hilarious. So, um, a few boys just let him be, just let him let him have his moments. Um, don't want to go too many practices on that big fella. Yeah, 100%. No way. All right, let's wind the clock back to your early days playing rugby league. You played for Mascot Jets. What is your yeah. earliest memory of playing rugby league? 
Um, yeah, I think earliest memory. Oh, yeah. Probably just, well, I just had no idea, eh? To be honest. <laughs> I just, I, I was walking, um, I, went, I went down to Lestrange Park um, at a mascot. Yeah. And I was training with the, this one team and then they figured out how old I was. And I was you know, playing footy with one of the kids I went to primary school with, but he was the, he was the age blow I was. And I went to this completely new team and that's where I met Darren Hanley. Um, <laughs> he my, yeah, yeah, he was my first coach. And, um, mate, funny as it is, I was, a, I was a winger at the start um, and then played my first game against Matchable Tigers out at Heffron Park. And, mate, the rest is history. It's just, uh, you know, I've had some good good teammates there. Like um, a few, few boys kicked on play uh, first grade, like Aaron Gray, uh, Patriciolo. Um, you know, you got the George and Wes Lolo twins. Oh, yeah. um, Big Ads was um, a year younger than us, but he's always playing up and uh, um, playing footy with him. So, mate, earliest earliest memories was um, probably mascot oval, the best yeah. chippy roll sandwich. Hundred uh, <laughs> percent, sure. oh, yeah, you know, oh, everything, gravy, barbecue sauce. You just chuck anything on there. Yeah. Probably <laughs> the best canteen of them all. Yeah. Well, that's why we got the mascot Jets jersey just over here above us. It's actually my yeah, jersey. I was, yeah, yeah. I was, I was number seven. I, I think I was uh, a fullback or a center, and they were just like, I oh, just take seven. That's it. Have yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's the best number, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Have to take it. That's it. Well, you went to school at Matchville Sports High, and then you made yeah. Shalian Schoolboys 2012. Um, you played with the likes of AJ Gutho, Mitch Moses, Brooks Lodge, Arrow. Uh, pretty stacked team. What was that experience like, Australian schoolboys? Yeah, that was, um, you know, going through, you know, junior grades at school and playing the schoolboys in New South Wales. Um, you know, I, you'd ask anyone at that age and, and still now that that's the B-roll and end-all um, mm. making those teams. And it felt like if you didn't make those teams, you didn't, you weren't going to make first grade. And I think, just being a part of those teams is just cool, especially when you go through your NRL career. You know, there's a there's a lot of names there that a lot of boys are still playing and they've kicked on like Mitch Moses. Um, you know, he's going really well. And, mate, just having that little experience in school where you go away for two weeks um, on, on a school rugby team and, man, yeah, just, just the laughs that we had. Um, you know, we got up to some stuff too. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, so you got to have a... Uh, Lots of good memories there in Australian schoolboys, and I think it's a it's a it's a good accolade to have. I think when you you, you grow up and um, you can talk about it and have that connection with a lot of the other boys, and just having those memories and times together um, during that tour. So, mate, I think Luke Brooks kicked off two of the um, punch ons that we had with England. Uh, <laughs> really? And funny enough, actually, yeah, funny enough, um, John Bateman was actually playing for the England side. Oh, we really? Yeah, yeah. So, and he was there. He was there. He was their gun. Um, he was. I think he was already playing um, Super League at the time when, uh, yeah, wow. when they got announced. And um, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. And full circle, how it comes around, and you get to play against them in um, NRL, and just a real cool feeling. I reckon it's just mm. get to meet those guys and, and get to play with them, and then you know, living out your childhood dream, playing first grade week in week out, and uh, you always got the respect with within each other, shake the hands and say that. No, 100%. And um, obviously that 
transitioned into under twenties with South Sydney. Um, yeah. How did that all come about? Playing under twenty was just playing for mascot and then making that eventual transition to Souths. Yeah, yeah. So uh, how it worked is you play all the uh, the development teams from under twelves to about um, SG ball age, and then when you finish SG ball, um, it's basically if you if you're good enough or you had a twenties contract, you, you go straight up to the under twenties after the SG ball season. Um, if not, then you go back to club footy and uh, work your backside off there, and then make your way back in the under twenty side. And and I was pretty fortunate enough to go straight from SG ball and um, play in the under twenties. Um, my under twenties coach at the time was actually my school coach, <laughs> oh. school um, school footy coach. So, oh really? That's um, handy. Yeah, he always used to uh, pull me into training um, all the time years before and you know he, he probably saw something that at that time I had no idea and just mate, I, I just loved playing footy with my mates and having a laugh and mate, never took it too serious just go out there and just try to bang really <laughs> and just um, <laughs> score tries and put on big hits but um, yeah, and what position were you then um, in uh, under 20s I was five, yeah I was 5'8 okay. yeah, yeah, I grew up all my footy playing 5'8 um and then only at the end of 2012, uh, I did a pre-season with South under Michael Maguire. And I was still doing 5-8 stuff. And, yeah, he thought I was going to write. So kept me back for after the Christmas break. And then, yeah, got my shot at centre, which was um, funny enough. And, yeah, that's how it sort of unfolded. Yeah, it's pretty crazy because in 2013, you played the start of the season in under-20s. Then you got selected for New South Wales under-20s in April. And then yep. straight after that, you made your NRL debut in round ten for yep. the Bunnies. So it all happened so yeah, quickly. Yeah. Like, yeah, mate, that's insane. Oh, I think how that all started was <laughs> still a bit of a rat bag in me. I, I got into a, a fight in the over the Christmas break. It was my first uh, NRL preseason, and um, I broke my hand. I had to tell yes. uh, Madge that at the age of eighteen and. Mate, I was shitting bricks. I was shitting bricks. <laughs> just trying to tell him. <laughs> I got into a fight and broke my hand. And um, he sort of caught, he gave me a spray. And then a lot of the younger boys that were tra- um, training in the first grade squad, uh, we had our first trial against Papua New Guinea. And um, I wasn't able to play it. Just through the broken hand. And, you know, I was lucky enough to stay on and train. And, you know, Madge was loving what he was seeing. So he gave me a shot against Newcastle. Um, in the second trial and then only got to play 10, 10 15 minutes and mate it was it went alright and then <laughs> yeah. the charity shield was the next the next week and I thought that was big time. I thought I was like yeah, oh, that'd be it. pretty cool to you know go on that and then um you know he, he put me on the bench in that game. Um he, he sprayed a few of the older boys saying like we got the, our youngest bloke out there actually having a crack and mate played charity shield the next week and Mate, I thought I made it. <laughs> yeah, I thought I, made it. I thought I made it. I thought I thought I was big time. My Instagram blew up. I think I had like two hundred followers. And then, mate, after that game, went alright. And then, mate, I had three and a half thousand followers on my Instagram. <laughs> um, the next morning, and mate, I was I was sitting up at home, and one of my best mates was over, and uh, we we're just scrolling through my phone until about two or three o'clock in the morning, and just I couldn't get to sleep. I was uh, I thought I was I thought I was the man at the time. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was fuck. It was funny, man. It was it was that was a pretty cool time in my life. I remember when it was just all happening. I thought, shit, this is it. I'm, I'm about to live out my dream, and 
Yeah. Um, Madge sort of said, just go back and play under 20s. Um, and then, mate, played, I think, three 20s games and then a few New South Wales Cup games. And then, yeah, then he gave me a crack and the rest is history. How did you find out you're going to play your first game in first grade? Who who gave you the, the call? Oh, no, nah, I found out that uh, that earlier that week, uh, I think Andrew Everingham, he um, put a late shot at Matty Bowen, um, got suspended and, um, yeah, he just pulled me in the office and said, can you, can you get a... Can you get a week off work this week? I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Can I? So, yeah, what were you so, doing for work? Mate, no, nah, I, was, I was going, I was bloody just a, uh, I was working at the gym, Camperdown Fitness, just on the desk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, mate, it was torture. I was going there at five o'clock, finished at 12, and then had to go train oh. with Brady in the afternoon. And Oh, God. Yeah, I remember I remember going in each each game in the New South Wales Cup, and I used to say, fuck, I just... I want to play good this weekend, so he just gives me a full-time training gig because um, you don't have to work anymore. You know, a, few, a few of my mates were training already full-time, and I just wanted to do that instead of working. Um, when he asked to take that week off, I was like, "Yeah." And then he said, "Because I'm going to play you this week." It was, um, mate, the phone just went straight away to the boss and said, "Mate, I can't come in. I'm playing this week in first grade." And he said, "Oh, mate, that's awesome." And he goes, "Get us some tickets." I was like, "Yeah, sweet." And then. Um, after that was done, signed a contract and made it, yeah, I was full time and had to quit my job and yeah, I was stoked. <laughs> I didn't have to wake up <laughs> oh, good. Maybe thirty in the morning and he could just go and be a rugby league player. Yeah, well, it's crazy because, like you said, you debuted that game against the West Tigers uh, in 2013 and you end up scoring a try and it's yeah. almost like the most perfect debut for yourself. It's just like I'm here in first grade. Monkey off the back, and especially for yeah, us yeah. watching mascot boys, yeah. well, at that probably age where you start to really get into rugby league, and you're like, okay, yeah. Dylan Walker, yeah, mascot I think you boy, scored in the eighth minute as well, so you didn't waste any time. Yeah, mate, it was, yeah, it was um, it was early on actually. It was um, and we end up we end, we end up dishing the Tigers in um, I think was fifty it was John points. John, yeah, yeah, GI scored four. It was the same game. Benji Marshall started on the bench, and there was a big thing around that. And then um, yeah. mate. Scored early on for the monkey off the back, and we ended up winning by fifty. And I thought, "Fuck, this is this is all good. This is easy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is easy. easy." And then um, um, John Sutton actually, you know, spoke to me after the game, and he goes, "Don't worry, bros, that ain't going to happen every week." <laughs> yeah. Got on my got on my bike and just started working again. And mate, we end up getting pumped by the sharks the next week. Went down to Shark Park, and I think we're running close to the last. And yeah, we end up getting dished out down there. And I was like, yeah, "Big wake up call." So yeah. did you stay in the team from that debut just as, as yeah. that centre? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the, the one of the younger boys from um, from here, Warriors, they, they actually asked if I ever went back to New South Wales Cup at any stage and no, pretty fortunate. I'd never wow. gone back, never been demoted and that's probably something that you don't want to as an NRL player but you yeah. know, things happen. Like, um, And yeah, I'm just lucky enough to not have too many bad games back-to-back for the coach to drop me. 100%. Well, having grown up in the you know South Sydney region and playing for Mascot Jets, was it always your dream deal to play for South Sydney? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, you ask anyone in the Mascot Jets um, yeah. club or anyone in the area, man, that, that's, all, that's all you knew and that's all you wanted to do. Um, I, I know there was a tough period when we were going through, especially mm-hmm. growing up at that time where it wasn't great, but I sort of reaped the rewards of, of you know all the hard work the ex players did and 
you know, coming to the team where, you know, they, they found success and, you know, I got it pretty early and, mate, I thought, thought I was on top of the world and, mate, come crash it down pretty quickly. Um, yeah. As anyone tell you, mate, I've got more bad headlines than good ones. So, um, <laughs> yeah, just have a bit of fun. Um, mate, I wouldn't change it. It is yeah. what it is. And, mate, I'll, I'll, I'm enjoying my football at the moment. 100%. Well, something you wouldn't want to change is that 2014 year. That was absolutely incredible. Nah. Was there a <laughs> yeah, good feeling yeah. coming into that year or when did you guys um, like realise this could be it? Uh, I think, yeah, actually, funny one. We had a, we had a big team piss up uh, one night. <laughs> uh, and we were, I think we are in the top four still, but it was still that I'm in an arm moment. And then we had a big team piss up. Uh, all the boys got together. I think yeah. we were cooking and a lot of the boys' partners were coming. We did this whole cooking um, master chef type um, ordeal <laughs> with it that night, and um, afterwards, a lot of the boys said, "Hey, we're going to go out." And said, yeah, the missus weren't too happy. And then we went out. Um, I think we went out to Casablanca, and we, we got absolutely shit faced, and we had we had a mad time. I thought yeah. all of us boys. Did. I remember we were all sitting in the like, booth going, "This is it. We're going to win it because of this moment right here." And, uh, <laughs> and, mate, it was fucking just. Barroom talk, and it was just fucking funny. And man, we just after that, we just went on a run, and we mm. just felt like no one could beat us. Um, we knew exactly what the game plan was each and every week, and um, our mindset was just to attack with our defense. And and I think there was a game we played against Manly actually at the SFA, uh, the cricket ground. Yes, and we absolutely yes. dished, yeah, and we absolutely dished them. And man, after that game, we we felt like we were just untouchable. We we knew we yeah we could win it from that from that point. Yeah, that year was crazy. You guys finished third on the ladder. Then you beat Manly, beat Chooks, made the GF. Yeah. Were you shitting it that whole week before the big dance? Nah, man. I was I was I was more nervous about the the Chooks week because um, for the last two years before that uh, we played Manly last year and that was my 19th birthday and we got beat and then the year before the boys got beat against Bulldogs and you know everyone was a bit. Like, oh, we just need to break this ceiling. We need to get to the grand final. And we'll come against, um, you know, the Chooks who won it the year before and they had a stacked side. They had Sonny Bill Williams, two of us, Sheik, yeah. and Cello. Um, I think they're one. I think there was two guys in that one to 13 starting side uh, were all international or origin players. And, um, you know, just to get that wood over them in that semi final. Because we were twelve nil down with twenty minutes into the game, and man, it was just everyone started going fuck, not again, not again. And <laughs> yeah. GI, yeah, GI turned on the Jets and made just probably single handedly, you know, won us the game or put us in a position to win the game. And man, just after that game, I, I don't think we sung, sung the song any louder than we than what we did in the GF. Um, it was fucking. That was probably one of the coolest games. Uh, for myself to be a part of. Yeah, especially, well, you said, like, Roosters was the, the big battle, we thought, because you looked at the other draw, it was Bulldogs and Penrith, all due respect to them. South and Roosters were the two best teams in the comp. So it was yeah, like, yeah, get yeah. to the final, so, we'll be the favourites here, and <laughs> you did it. Honestly, yeah, I can't man, believe it. I think, yeah, Penrith beat Roosters in the first week of finals, and um, Roosters obviously... It was Roosters, us, and Manny were the big dogs at that, at that time. And, um, man, when Penrith lost to 
when Penrith beat Roosters and we beat Manly, we knew we had to come up against Roosters yeah. at some stage in the finals, but not the semi-finals. And the semi-final felt like it had a bit more of the GF feeling than what the week after. No disrespect to the Bulldogs mm. um, or anything like that, because we still had a you know one more game to go. But um, that Roosters game, we put so much we emphasised everything about that game of being the game, you know, that we had to win to get you know get the GF and. Um, you know, we're lucky enough that we did it and uh, the party began after the <laughs> <Bulldogs> game. <laughs> um, what was it your was there a particular role that Madge wanted you to play in that team, obviously full of, you know, experience and international players in that CS team? Yeah, no, Madge was um he was really good for me. He um it was when I first played that centre, um, yeah. it was very left centre, right centre dominant. Um, rogue leg at that time, mm. and he sort of just gave me the license to just go roam, do whatever I wanted, and um, I sort of would just pop up on the left side of the field playing right center, and and it, it it just worked as a team, and it sort of just got me involved in a little bit more in the game, and he gave me that license to do so, and it, it worked well because during that season we used to have Gi sit on the inside of Luke Keary, and have him the decoy and then they'll come out and swing out the back like a, like a fullback um, behind the back row on the left side and um it sort of sort of got me involved in the game made me enjoy it and mate, that was that was just my role as a team then just get involved um touch the ball as many times as you can and you know back my ability and um that's what Madge told me that's what all the senior boys told me at that stage um at that time and just go out there and enjoy your football don't second guess yourself and um I think just over the years, that's something that I probably will always hold on to and just try and, you know, encourage younger guys to do that as well. And, mate, this day and age, the game's changed so much com- completely to when uh, um, when I first started. Yeah, now you got guys throwing double cutouts and, you know, inside, <laughs> inside their own territory uh, <laughs> where when I was coming through, that that sort of got coached out a lot um, throughout, uh, through the younger guys um, myself and that. You know, just you had to stick to the game plan, kick to the corners, and do all like that. But now the game's just changed so much, and how much the, the speed it's picked up, and how you have to be on the ball and just play what you see. And mate, it's just it's it's enjoyable now, um, much more than what it ever has been. Yeah, for sure. There's that flexibility. So that was your role on the field uh, during the 2014 yeah. season. What about? Off the field, uh, Mad Monday celebrations in the grand final. Is there a direct correlation between the best players and uh, best performance of Mad Monday? Oh yeah, now oh, that Mad Monday man, that was that was uh, that was one for the books, man. I don't know <laughs> if I was um, any good on it, um, but mate, you just had to hold your piss and not be a dickhead, <laughs> uh, Mate, but yeah, I had a blunder about that Mad Monday. Actually, I was the one that lost. Um, yeah, you know, my ring over the board. We didn't want to bring it up, <laughs> mate. Fucking cried like a little girl on the boat, mate. Cried like a little girl. How, how did um, it happen? He just into the harbour, sickening. <laughs> uh, I'll be honest with you, boys. I don't think I've ever come out public and said it, but I was um, I was actually having a dart. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, I was having a dart, and then um. I've just flung it. I've just tried to flick it as far as I could, the dart, and we were moving off the boat. And when I flicked oh, it, no way. it just shot off. And um, <laughs> I was with 
Aaron Gray at the time, who's one of my best mates, and he just looked at me and goes, was that your? And I was like, fuck yes. <laughs> and then just started breaking down, mate. And oh my oh, God. I was, oh, I was fucking shattered. I'm not going to lie, I was fucking shattered. Yeah. To this day, it still, still burns a little bit because I've got another one, but it's just not the same. It's not the yeah. one that. Yeah, what do they do? Do they give you like a replica or like. Yeah, no. So um, I don't know if they do it now, but they, they make up enough rings for everyone who at least played one game. Or oh. someone who was involved in the club. So like so Isaac Luke would have got you played one. a game that season. Yeah, so people got some, but it wasn't presented to you that night. And um, I think the boys caught up Madge when we were on the boat on the celebrations, and uh, he just told me he goes, "Don't worry, we we'll get you a new one." Um, <laughs> and then I went out to the Golden Chief stuff after that, and then <laughs> of course, carried on with my night. <laughs> um, my night. Did is it was it your ring or Apostle's ring that someone actually dived and got the ring? Was that was that nah, the stories? No, nah, no. Nah, nah, we'll 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 we're actually heading back into the dock when okay. um, when mine happened, and uh, that was long gone because we'll we'll, yeah. we'll we'll fuck we'll fly, <laughs> we'll fly <laughs> down the boat, and um, mate, we we even stopped the boat. The guy stopped the boat, and there was just no hope. Yeah. Um, I know that there was another there was another ring found, but yeah, got questioned from the police with that. Yeah. <laughs> No, 100%. Well, 2014 wasn't all doom and gloom apart from the ring. Um, Four Nations Tour, uh, getting called yeah, up, yeah. you impressed Tim Sheens to play for um, South Sydney, win a premiership, and then Australia all in the space of two years. You just yeah. go and pinch me. When is this dream going to end? Yeah, fuck me. And it was, um, yeah, when that was happening, that was, I was still on the come down from the Man Monday, really. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my ring? Um, yeah, yeah. I was, I was still on the come down, but. Um, it, it was it was getting uh, tossed to me quite early, uh, just before the season sort of finished. Madge said, "Oh, you'd be a big chance." So, always had the hopes, but you know, actually getting that initial call saying that you're going to play for Australia, I was um, mate, I was at the moon. Obviously, like everyone wants to, you know, play for Australia, mm -hmm. play state of origin, or you know, represent your country. And man, it was just things were coming so fast that we um, at that stage, I was I just turned twenty. Um, and things were just getting thrown at me, bloody Australia, GF, you know, people left, right, and centre, and wow, well, I just didn't know how to deal with it at that time. So <laughs> I, I, you know, I was just sort of rolling with the punches, going, yeah. But I think when I look back at it now, when I was on that, um, on that Four Nations tour, I, 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 I did take it for granted. I, I sort of took the PC out of it a little bit. I just, I was just so over football at that, at that time. Mm. Um, I just wanted to, you know, hang out with my mates. I wanted to party. I wanted to live the, the, the high lifestyle. Um, and I, I just wanted to go do all those things, go on holiday and just get away from football. Um, and then when that Four Nations come around, oh, I had a pretty, I had a very bad series actually. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it just, mate, I, at, that, at that point in time, I was just, I was done with footy. I just wanted to, you know, be a kid and go out and, hang out with my mates and do all those sorts of things. But mate, something I look back on it now and very extremely grateful that I got the opportunity to do it. Um, mm. And I haven't done it since. And that's probably my undoing for just probably not, you know, taking it as serious as what I would now or got uh, further into my career. But hey, man, it is what it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. 
Exactly, but it would have been pretty sick playing playing against the playing with the greats like Greg Inglis, Cooper Cronk, Cameron yeah. Smith. Like, which yeah. players stood out to you during the Four Nations? Um, oh, mate, all, all of them. Um, like all those Queensland, all those great Queensland players like yeah, Cam Smith, Cooper Cronk. Mm. Um, yeah, GLI played South with. It was just so cool, man. Just being around them. You know, that's something I can tell my kids or grandkids later in life to say that you know, I got to play with some of the greatest players to ever play the game and yeah. call them actually actual teammates. So, oh man, it's just something that, you know, I look back on and just go, yeah, I'll, you know, I've got a pretty good uh, resume with football and you know, I'm proud of that. And then at the end of the 2015 season, leaving your boyhood club, it's obviously a tough, tough decision you had to go through, but what was the insight into that and what was it like for you to deal and how did the deal with Manly sort of come about? Oh uh, yeah, so Manly coming about with Trent Barrett actually. He um he's the one that sort of reached out to my management at the time, and, and there was something that I was never thought about. I was like, I'm I'm a South Sydney boy through and through. I just want to comp here. You know, 2015 was an ordinary year, and then uh, um, the end of 2015 got in got a bit of a strife, <laughs> um, and then the club wanted Sam Burgess back at the, at the time. Um, <laughs> And I was coming off contract of when they first signed me. So, you know, I was entitled, well, not entitled, but I was expecting to get a good pay rise from the junior, uh, from the smaller contract that I was on. And um, it just sort of got played out in those ways where, yeah, my hands were quite tied in, in that instinct where I was happy enough to stay. Um, but it was going to be, it was going to be probably a lot of, Similar or a lot worse than what I was. I mean, a lot less than what I was on at the time. And I thought this is this is not. It got it got a bit sour. I wanted to go into the negotiations of telling them that nah, like I, I want to be here, but it's got to be more than what I was on the, the year before. Yeah, you just want to, but then they yeah yeah yeah, and then just you know, I think uh, in behind the negotiations, they were sort of hoping it was the thing with um you know being a local boy and the loyalty and all that stuff um but then it just got real sour with the, not it wasn't the money it was more of the the drug overdose that i had and that they were sort of using that against me with it as well which i found pretty disrespectful at the time um and then just it just got a little bit ugly and and it was from the old ceo not shane richardson's um you know there was there was another ceo after shane which I left and, you know, him and I didn't see eye to eye with it and, yeah, just moved on. And then I remember when I was at my first year at Manny, Richo sort of reached out and just said, mate, I wish I was here just to sort it out for you because he wanted to get – he thought he would he wanted to keep me. So, here's what it is, man. Um, I moved on. I, I had a good seven years at Manny and, mate, I, I enjoyed it over Yeah. Well, just on that deal, so you moved to Manly in 2016 – Brought about um, a lot of changes. Obviously, we saw you become um, very versatile. Um, what was that transition into? You know, being from being a sole centre to sort of like a utility player. What was that transition like? Yeah, no, I was. I went over there purely to go play halves. Um, yeah, because that's what I grew up playing, and that's what sort of persuaded me to go to Manly even more because I was stuck on you know Luke Keery and Adam Reynolds. Um, mm. And then Trent Barrett wanted me to play five out there, and I was, um, you know, I was. I wanted to go chase that, chase that goal. And 
you know, my first year was terrible. <laughs> I'll tell you, um, first hand, it was, mate, I, I was absolutely cacking it at 5'8", and <laughs> probably because I just didn't, I didn't, I don't understand, I didn't understand the game as well as I thought I did. And, you know, I, th- I look at it now where, you know, I like to understand, I know the game a lot better than I ever have. And, you know, I think I just wasn't ready at that stage to play 5'8", um, where I got later down into my career, I think it was 20, 2019 when I moved back to the halves full time and Desi was there. Yeah. Um, I started to really find my feet in that um, that five eight role and I was enjoying my football. We ended up making falling short of a major semi final against Canberra where we actually versus us um, yeah. in that prelim final. And mate, that was a cracking game. I think there's five or six lead changes, yeah, um, just back and forth and. Um, and then, yeah, just after that, 2020 rolled around. It was just the injury year. 2021, injured again. I was playing fullback. <laughs> and then, um, you know, the boys went on a run. And then when I come back by that stage, Desi just goes, you know, I don't know where to put you. I just feel like because the guys that have been there, they're doing a good job. They're winning. And I said, yeah, you know what? That's fair. Like um, winning games. And then mm. I just sort of floated the ideas, put me in the middle play a ball play middle and he just yeah. sort of laughed it off and then mate the rest it's history I sort rest of history, wanted yeah. to make yeah I wanted to make that bench spot you know my own thing wanted to give it a, a cool factor to it I wanted yeah. people to look at it and go yeah you know what I've come off the bench is pretty cool and mate over the last few years I've, I've really enjoyed that role where come on the middle of the field um, now I think as the, as the game's gone you know Every club wants to have that, you know, um, number fourteen player that can sort of fill the role. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I truly believe that. You know, I think, I not changed it, but just made other coaches and other organisations, other clubs to realise shit. To have a good bench is um, just as important as having a good starting side. Hundred percent. Well, during your time in Manly, do you made your state of origin debut? What was that yeah. like? Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, that was that was sick. That was another childhood dream ticked off. Another one on the bucket list. Yeah. Um, again, I played shit. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I played shit. Uh, I was probably Queensland's best player, uh, <laughs> uh, mate. Uh, yeah, but like like I said again, man, I I was playing I was playing pretty bad football, and I was quite shocked I actually got caught into that side. And yeah, um, yeah it did. The first, the first game, I don't think I played bad, but there was moments where it was bad where I played the ball. Cam Smith has come up and it's hit his leg and they ruled it against me and knock on and mm. what can you do? Yeah. You know, there's a 50-50 cause you get and people roasted me just because I wasn't playing good football. But And then when we played um, the second game up in Suncorp, I thought actually I felt like I went all right. I was coming up against GI. Yeah. <laughs> it just dom- it dominates origin and you know I felt like I didn't shy away from that that challenge and you know I tried my best I gave it a red out crack and um yeah it wasn't meant to be man I just that was it that was my my two two origin games of fame <laughs> as you said you got a bit of a roasting was that over social media or from mates or? oh it was everywhere no oh yeah a bit of everywhere mates were going give me some shit uh and I, 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 I can take shit, man. I, I like to have a little bit of banter. Um, 
and the, yeah, I, I can see why people, you know, it was an easy scapegoat. Yeah. Um, yeah, moments in the games where I just didn't perform. And oh man, it's just, what can you do? I tried my best. I, I gave it a red hot crack and that was it. In, in all fairness, though, like looking back on that Queensland team, um, at the time it feels like, oh, we can beat these guys. We we never had a chance. When you have uh, yeah. four, four immortals in that team um, and just stacked, it was pretty much the Australian yeah. squad. Just, yeah, mate, yeah. No, that, that team was ridiculous. And when you got Thurston, Cronks, um, Slater, I didn't even know if Slater was playing at the time, but he was around then. Um, yeah. And then you had... Obviously, GI, um, Darius just, Boyd on the wing, Darius Boyd on the wing, like just, seven a Siva Thiday up the middle, just stop yeah, it. <laughs> it was just, mate, it was relentless. Like that team, that, that team was, yeah, that was a that was a very OP team. I'm not yeah, yeah that nah, team, very. Yeah, that, team, that team was a good team, and mate, I think we had like seven debutants that year playing, and yeah, we just. He's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nah, yeah, good crack. 100%. But look, um, in 2017, so you talked about how you want to play 5-8, move to Manly, play there. And then um, yep. in 2017, Barrett moves you back to the centres. And it must be a frustrating thing for you going, I want to play 5-8, but I am killing it at centre because you win Dalliam centre of the year and you play 25 games, 13 tries, and you make the finals. Like, what's going yeah, on in your head? Yeah. He goes, well, maybe I am a centre. I just play there. Yeah, well, I think I think that year was... I, I had a full preseason just knowing, like, okay, your center. We, we, they just bought Blake Green, who was the out and out half, and I was happy to go to centers. And mate, I, I actually really enjoyed my football that year. Uh, I was out there. I had a, you know, just a, a simple job. Go out there, try and make something out of nothing, um, create something for the team, be a game winner. That's all. It's all going through my head and. I knew I could do it because 2014 was a similar year where it just things were clicking and then uh, 2017 rolled around and mate, well, I, was having, I was having a good old time. Um, <laughs> Chez was my house partner at the time. Yeah, we, we did lots of work over the preseason and yeah, we had as a as a club and as a team we had a really good year. And personally, um, yeah, it was probably one of the highlights highlight years of my my career is uh, yeah winning that Italian so year. I think um, I had a goal sheet in one and. That was um, on top of the list of what I wanted to win, and yeah, it comes to fruition, and just yeah, enjoyed it. Man. It, was yeah, a, it was a fun Yeah, it's a huge achievement. Just on Cherry Evans, is he is he like what he is in interviews, or what's he like off the field? Because I heard he's completely different. No, nah, no, nah, he, he he speaks exactly how he is on the interviews. Um, he, yeah, that's how he talks. He's he's got a good he's got good vocabulary, uh, <laughs> but then off the field, he's just. He's a good lad. He just he loves a beer. He loves to hang out with the boys. Um, he's just like any other footy bloke or any normal bloke. He just loves a beer and just hanging out, watching sports. And mate, that's it. That's it. That's Chessy. He's 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 really professional about what he does. And you know, if he gets on the the piss on the weekend, he, he's probably up first one into training, working it off, and uh, <laughs> you know, doing a few k's in the leagues. But mate, he's just yeah, he's a good lad. He's a okay. You know, I've, got, I've grown close to Ches over the years, and you know, we we still keep in touch here and there. And so, um, yeah, it's good to see him going well again, yeah. even yeah. though he's fucking old as shit. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. Well, twenty eighteen, we have to bring it up. Round eleven versus Melbourne Storm. You and Curtis Scott. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> have a good old uh, rugby league biff. 
What did you say to <laughs> yeah. him for him to react the way he did? Or were you just going at him the whole game? Yeah, no, we were both going at each other. That's yeah. the funny thing. Um, it wasn't – I didn't particularly, particularly say one thing to him yeah. um, or he said something to me. We, we, we were both quite fiery lads and, yeah. you know, if I think what – what happened? It was – there was one tackle um, where he got me. Like, he, he tackled me yeah. and then I think he said something. He's like, yeah, he goes, oh, he said something small. I was like oh, – I just sort of brushed off. I was like, all right. Is this where we're at? <laughs> this is where we're at. Yeah. And then yeah, there was another tackle where it was off, and then he ended up dropping it. And I sort of I got in, I got into him about that. Guy. Yeah, fucking, let's go, bitch. Saying <laughs> 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 something silly. And then um, uh, the play before it all unfolded, we were sort of just going at each other, yeah. a little bit of facials here and there. And then um, I went to flick the ball, and then he's tapped it down. And then he goes, he goes, yeah. Oh, he said, not going to happen today. I was like, shut the fuck up. Just come off your hand, you idiot. Like, you're dumb. You're dumb shit. Just be an idiot. And then we got into a bit of a scuffle. And then yeah. he pushed me off. And then we broke up. And then I, I heard him say something in the background. And I walked straight up to him. I go, what are you going to do, Cam? And then he just fucking jobbed me, mate. <laughs> and, and then after that, he just he cracked me. Um, and then sort of just stopped from there. And, mate, oh, I was filthy. I was burning. Uh, yeah. I come out of that and I blew my nose. I go, nah, it's on now. And when I blew my nose, I could feel my eyes just yeah, fractured eye socket. Yeah, sucked up. I, and, oh, I think that was probably the most embarrassed I've, I've ever been in my life, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Was that was that one moment? Yeah, was uh, yeah, getting jobbed and being on national TV. That was uh, <laughs> yeah, that that one hurt. That one hurts the ego. <sighs> <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't yeah, blame you. He, he he lands the punch, and then you're out for six weeks or something like that, and he got he got a few weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not I, ideal. I remember I remember walking back in the sheds. I was I was pretty filthy, and then I knew we had Melbourne again that season. Um, and then I was, I was telling Barrett, I was like, "Don't expect me to be on the field when we play next." <laughs> yeah, and then and he was like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "Just don't expect me to be." On the field. I was, yeah, I was, and then nothing come of it, and then. Mate, I don't think we, we ever got to play against each other again. Like yeah. it was he, he was injured. I was injured. Um, there's no bad blood. Like yeah. I, I barely know him. Um, mm. I think uh, was when they were doing the NRL fight nights or something like that, Yeah. Um, tossed, I tossed the idea up to fight him, but um, yeah, things just didn't seem to happen. Not just because of any mm. of us. Too. We, we ended up speaking on social media saying, oh, do you want to fight in this? And he was like, yeah, I'll be keen. And then, um, yeah, it just never really happened. I think it was that a been hectic. That's the fight we all need. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it was a, another fuck up on my end. Um, <laughs> doing silly shit, and I got I got told not to, to do it anymore. So, oh. um, yeah, but that was it, really. Yeah, never, yeah. never got to really play against. Every time we played Canberra, when he went down to Canberra, um, yeah, he was injured, or that was it, and. Yeah, nothing come of it. Yeah, probably yeah, well, for the best. Well, he's still, he's still fighting in bush footy. Have you seen those videos doing the rounds? I've seen that video and he fucking got the guy too. <laughs> <laughs> he got him good, eh? Yeah, uh, another victim yeah, of C- Curtis Scott's right hand. Yeah, mate. He, he can throw him, mate. He can throw him. Um, but, yeah, look, so you obviously had some amazing coaches in your time. Maguire, Barrett, yep. Hasler, and now Webster, who's uh, doing great yep. things for the Warriors. Uh, do you have a favourite? Let's let's put Webster away just because you have to say Webster. But let's say the other three: Barrett, Hasler, and Maguire. Was there a favourite out of Ooh. those three? 
Now, I, I, I couldn't disrespect anyone yeah. um, about that because they, they all played a big part in, in my career at some stage. You know, Madge given my first grade debut. Um, me and Barrett were really close as, um, you know, just person to person. We got, we get along. Um, because we well, still get along re- uh, really well right now. And, you know, Desi, he's just, he's just rock solid through and through. Like he, he's the one that, you know, He's picking me up from bloody PlayStation and whatnot, and he's just—he's got like a really good heart. And uh, Webby, at this point in time, he's got a bit of um, Trent Barrett about him, yeah. where he's real smart attacking coach, um, really good with people. Um, it's not awkward. He, but he's got this real good demeanor, uh, just a good aura about him, where you know you can have a good time with him. But when he's when he wants to challenge you or you know, he's not afraid to call you out on shit that you're doing wrong. Um, and I think that's where the respect factor comes in really good with Webby is um, he'll call a spade a spade, but it's almost like he's been a, a real good mate about it, if that makes sense. He's, it's not, it doesn't come across disrespectful. He's just like, this needs to be better, like be better. And then you're like, oh, yeah, sweet mate, gotcha. Like, yeah. And you, you want to do it uh, where I think – when I was with Barrett, it was very much like very too too matey, if that makes sense. And mm. no one wanted to step on each other's toes. But um, in saying that, man, that they, they've all been pretty cool coaches, and um, I'm glad they all got to, you know, be coached by all of them. Yeah, you had a nice little mix of different variety of coaches. Like we know Des is such a hey. unique character. Can you tell us a funny hey, story a, about Des? He, he's a fuck. He's on the end. He's on the end of a different spectrum that way. <laughs> he's fucking, mate, he's very different. Uh, oh, funny stories. I've, I've, I've got one story from Desi, but it's from the older boys. Yeah. So he, he's real tight. He's real tight. I wouldn't say he's tight, but he's very. He understands money. He, he understands money and the value of it. But he say, so where at Narrabeen, there's there's different offices everywhere and where his office was, um, this was back in the day with like Beaver, um, yeah. Steve Menzies and all those cats. And they seen that he had real nice dress shoes outside of his, his, um, his office. So they took one shoe away from him and just kept it throughout the whole year. And there's never said anything or blew up or, but he kept the one shoe hoping that one day it would come back. And then years down Years down the track, year, like way years down the track, um, he finally get, he threw it out. He just goes, oh, you know what, fuck it. You boys are not going to give me my fucking shoe back. Fuck it. So he threw the shoe out. The next morning, apparently, his other shoe was right on <laughs> was on the fr- um, front door of his um, office. And it was that, it, I think it was like a two and a half year, two and a half years that he kept this one shoe, hoping it would come back. And um, yeah, he just said, fuck it. You're not going to give me my shoes back. I'm getting rid of it. So he got rid of it. And apparently the boys put his shoe right on his uh, front desk. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! That's so yeah, Mate, he's a he's a he's a different cat, mate. He's a he's a different cat. <laughs> who who gives a uh, harsher spray between him and Madge? They're both notorious for Ooh. a halftime rev up. Yeah, yeah. Um, nah, I think I've seen Madge spray. Madge Madge's spray was. I think does he? He he was always he'd. Spray He'd like talk to you, but spray you at the same time. But it'd be like it could be a good thing, but he'd be spraying you. He's like, yeah. fucking, 
Yeah, yeah keep fucking doing that, all right? Like, and you're like, well, okay, look. <laughs> what are you doing here? Um, nah, but Madge, he tore us to shreds one game in 2015. Um, I think it was it was early on in the rounds. I think it might have been even either Tigers or Para. Um, and then, yeah, coming in the halftime and he, he – yeah, he ripped us. He ripped us a new one. I can't even say the words that he was saying. But yeah, he he tore shirts off us. And it wasn't just you know the young guys or you know yeah, the middles. Yeah. It was like some of you senior boys, like some of the big lads. And you're going, holy shit, what's going on here? Um, and yeah, yeah, you just been a kid in the background, just yeah. going, fuck, I'm not even going to get involved or even trying to accommodate anyone in this particular time. Because we spoke with Paul Carter and he said that Madge used to bring like a baseball bat out every now and then, Lucille. Oh, and yeah, swing it yeah. Around. He's got that. Did he tell you about that analogy, the, base, yeah. the baseball bat analogy, if someone come into your house? No. No, tell us. Uh, so he has this analogy of um, how things can go south. And he goes, what if an intruder come into your house right, and tied up everyone you loved and you'd bring out the baseball bat? He goes, what, what would you do? <laughs> And the boys were like, oh, I'd rush in there and go flog him. And he'd be like, no, nah, you can't do that because now he doesn't have the baseball bat. The guy's got a gun. So you got to, <laughs> like, you got to be – it's real weird because you got to, you got to like um, navigate what you're going to do and then plan your attack and then strike him. And you're like, mate, what the fuck is going on? Like, <laughs> You've had some interesting coaches. <laughs> oh, mate, some different ones. But uh, it's cool because at the end of the day, they're just trying to yeah. get people revved up or get – get a different perspective on things. Yeah. You can understand why coaches want to do that because it's just another way, of, a different way of thinking, yeah. I'll put it. 100%. 100%. Um, and so finishing off with Manly, um, 2021 season, record yeah. run for Manly, but one player in particular, Tom Trebojevic, probably what I'd say is yeah. the best NRL season performance I've ever seen. And you had pretty yeah. much the front row seat playing in the middle just watching him. What yeah, what is yeah. a player like that around the club like to have? Yeah, mate, it's 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 un- yeah, it's unbelievable, really. Like you could see it coming when I first got to meet him. Um, you could see that he was just going to be the next best thing. Um, mm. And over those years when I first got there, he was he was still really really good player. But then that twenty twenty one season, he had a few injury seasons before that, and just coming that. 2021 season. I've never seen a player dominate a game no. yeah. continuously. Like just like with that, people were talking about the Jared Hain season and Ben Barber, about Ben Barber. But Turbo was tossing up numbers like he'll give you four tries with three yeah. tries, six, yeah, you know, 350 meters running, like 12 tackle busts. It like it was ridiculous. Like I've and I was actually convinced that. He's the first person to clock NRL, like clock yeah. a game, clock the game. Like he can do everything. Yeah. Like he, he's, he's the most talented person that I've ever played with, and he's probably the most influential player I've ever played with. And that's no disrespect to a lot of the other guys, but just the imprint that he can have on a game. It, yeah. it doesn't have to be with you know a tackle as well. Like he, he could save you three, four tries. And it's not the try-saving tackles. It's more of just putting the guys in the right position for it to not happen. Like, he just – the way he thought about defences and his numbers of, you know, spreading people about and putting them in the right spots, he'd see things 10 moves ahead of everyone else. And he was just – he was on a different level that year. And I honestly thought that 
I'm riding on his coat's tail to the events and that's because I know that I could be right there with him going like, yeah, we did it, we did it. <laughs> no, no one, that, he, he's done it, but I was just there on his coat's tail. But, um, mate, that year was special and, man, it was to his credit because he, he, he works really hard on, on his body and on himself and, mate, he's probably the fittest or one of the fittest and fastest guys in Miami and, mate, he's just a freak. Yeah, he was simply incredible. We we all do super coach and we had him in our teams. He'd captain yeah, every yeah. week, and you, the numbers he put up, tries, tries, yeah. line breaks, tackle breaks, everything. He, did, he can do yeah. it all. Mate, I don't know if he can kick, just, though. That's probably the only thing, but he's a freak. Oh, yeah, he's a gumpy. He's a gumpy fellow. Like, he's got, got an awkwardness to him. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but I don't, I don't know. But, but, mate, it wouldn't be surprised. Like, that Origin game he played, I'm pretty sure he's put a left foot grubber in and Latrell yeah. scored or something yeah. like that when yeah. he had that man of the match performance. It's just... They can do it all. And yeah, it's just measured with him too. It's not like it's where you watch, I don't know how, it's like, I don't know, Cameron Munster, if you watch him and you go like, yeah. what's he doing? Like, he doesn't even know what he's doing sometimes. But then you watch Turbo, it's like, he calculates. It's his like, way of thinking as well. Like, you play him in chess or play him in cards, he's always thinking like, Okay, no, nah, you can't win. It's like, yeah, I know, but let's just play it out. And he goes, you can't win. <laughs> I know, but just let's just play it out. Let, you never know. And he goes, I'm going to go here, you're going to go there, and then I'm going to checkmate you over here. And you're like, yeah, good on you, dickhead. That's very good. Right. Uh, Dylan, now right. the serious stuff. Serious Have, talk. Serious talk. We're going to let you know a secret on this right. one. A well-known secret. Well, first of all, I'm going to ask you a question. Have you ever heard of the cast patrol effect? Nah, nah. Okay, because we're, we're concerned. Why are you coming on the podcast? Are you coming on so you can try and reap our benefits? But pretty much, <laughs> this is how it works. So uh, I'll take you through step by step. We had Mark Diggles on our podcast just yep. before the round one. We released the podcast. He scores the second try for the Dolphins. And Dolphins yep. have the upset win against the Roosters. Okay, yep, so that's yep, yep. that's one, one instance. Then we had Campbell Graham on. Also before round one, we released it. He scored a double and got New South Wales Player of the Week. Okay, well, like, yep, yeah, Campbell, that's sweet. You know, he's a great player. He's all, He can score tries. Then about two weeks ago, we had Jacob Host on, and he scored yep. He scored his first try in over 600 days against the Bulldogs. Fuck. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. now we're thinking, can we do it to you, Dylan? Because you haven't scored in over 600 games. <laughs> Is that why you came I, on the podcast? 600 days. days. Mate, Sorry, honestly, not games, days. <laughs> days, yeah. yeah. I, I, I haven't heard of this effect, but I'm – Glad you brought it up because now I'm due for a try. I haven't scored <laughs> since the semi-final against Roosters 2021. Yep, and yeah. I'm fucking itching. I'm itching <laughs> for a try. And so I'm glad you brought it up. I've got it in the back head of my mind. And if it happens, then you've, you keep you keep the podcast rolling. You get boys in. You get Alex Twilman next week. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, next we've got week. so many messages to get, get him on. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, mate, get him on. And then <laughs> mate, who knows? But... I'm glad I've heard that because I'm fucking. So it's a huge check. If we can get you over in this game, mate. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But all right. So we're we're closing to the end now. You've been amazing. Told some great yarns. But we want to know how well do you know Dylan Walker? So we do this with all our guests. We give you five questions. You got to get three to pass, yeah. and they're all, all right. um, they're all relatively easy. Well, at least I think. Here we go. Question number one, against which team did you score your only hat-trick in your career so far? Newcastle Knights. 
Ding, yeah. correct. <laughs> Round 20 yeah. in 2015. Well, well, I don't want to beat my drum, but I have scored four, and that was against Titans. So does that not count as a hat trick? You scored four. Is it, Matt, Mick, you didn't find that stat. I didn't find that stat. You've yeah. done me there. Yeah. So, but when you said hat trick, I was like, okay, that's the only hat trick okay. I've scored, but there has been a four try haul. Well done. I'll beat I'll I'll my drum there. I'll yeah, you get a bonus <laughs> point for that because Mick, Mick has not his yeah. research. Yeah. <laughs> wow, four tries. But no, what is it like scoring four or even three in a game? Ooh, nah, three was all right. I think that was 2015. It was 2015. Yeah. I was having yeah. a fucking rough old year. Inglis yeah. scored a, a hat trick in that he game as well. scored a hat trick that night. Yeah, I think it was the first. Oh, no, nah, Alex Johnson had two. But if he, he, I think he crossed the line again, but it got disallowed. It would have been the first team in something years to have three hat um, hat trick cross scores. Yeah, that's unheard of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> you take one from it. One. I'm wrong. Perfect. All right. Question number two: Which position in the back line from one to seven have you never started an NRL game in? The wing. Correct. Yeah. He's good. The He's wing. Good. I actually couldn't believe yeah. it because yeah. I was like. So wing, you've had zero games. Fullback, seven games. Center, yep. 110, obviously. 5'8", obviously, 43. And then halfback, one game, one game one. under yeah. Des Hasler. Yeah, 2021. Yeah, not too long yeah. ago. Nah, yeah. Ches wanted to put Ches. Oh, Ches was obviously away for origin. Um, and he just goes, I'm going to just name you in the seven. Although, like, sweet. I just that's another one I can collect. <laughs> yeah, good. That's and crazy yeah, you I'll never play. played on the wing because it's ironic you debuted in mascot Jets on the wing. You've never yeah, played yeah. NRL on the wing. Crazy. Never played. I've, I've, played, I've been moved there. Yeah. Um, not too many times, though, to be honest. I think it was one game I got moved there in uh, – it was just after the second origin game we were playing Cowboys. Um, wing went down and I just had to – push the wing because no one else could do it. And yeah, it's the only time I've ever been pushed to the wing on in a real game. Wow. Yeah, in the last. Yeah. In the wow. last. <laughs> you got a good memory. I'll give you that. Two out of two. He's going to roll us here. Yeah. Dish us up. Five out of five. Coming. Number three, you made your debut in round 10 against the West Tigers. We touched on it earlier. I scored your first yeah. try. Which South Sydney Rabbitohs teammate made the line break and provided the try assist to you? Bryson Goodwin. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> yeah, Bryson Goodwin. They received the ball 30 metres in open space and then rest is history. Yeah. How, yeah, how yeah, is this? That was, um, that was fresh legs. That was, uh, that was fresh 18-year-old legs. <laughs> now, that's my, now that's my worst nightmare trying to be in open space. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm waiting for those. I need those little shit grubber ricochets. Yeah. Like, <laughs> off the post. Just get, the, money get the monkey off the sure. back. Start practising with SJ. Uh, all right. Yeah. Question number four. Name three players in the NRL currently playing with the last name Walker. Oh, is there three? There's, there's only three. So yourself's so one of them. Include, yep. Yeah. Yourself's including one. Including myself? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so there's Cody two more. And Sam. Cody oh, and Sam. That was an easy one. Too easy. Too work. easy. That was on a platter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant there was three others. No, yeah, no. That I made no, sure. No. All right, well, so this is for hundred percent. Hundred percent. I don't think any any players ever got hundred percent. None of our guests have got a hundred, so no pressure. Oh, here. it hasn't been too. You, you hit some pretty moments where I can remember that. Like okay. Three tries. I've only done it once. <laughs> right. Well, this uh, one's pretty tricky. Well, this one's tricky. All right. Which NRL team do you have the highest win percentage against? Warriors. Oh my oh, god. That is too good. Do you know the percentage? Have you been doing your own research? Nah, nah. You know why I know this? Because someone brought up this stat only a, a few weeks ago. Um, 
that I only have lost to the Warriors once. Yes, yes. once out of nine games. Nine games. Yeah, how many? Nine games, eight wins, one loss. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that was. I remember that game actually when we lost. We, um, I don't know, someone and my best mate's old man texted me. He lives in Rosebury, and he said, um, he goes, oh, that's your first loss against New Zealand Warriors, and it just always stuck with me. Real, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was finally comes in handy. <laughs> Too easy. He's five rolled us. Yeah, and yeah, just yeah. for just for reference, the scores in those games were 255 points to your team to 144. So an average margin of around 15 per game smashed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I seem to play my better games when I was against Warriors. If I needed a, some self confidence, was Let's go play more. <laughs> That's why you join them. Just got to switch clubs now for a win. <laughs> well, before you go, Dil, we always ask our guests, go to Macca's order. Have you got one? My go to Macca's order? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'll say less, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, so I got, I got double McChicken, steam bun. Yeah. Yeah. Steam bun, yes. Yeah, six nuggets and a double quarter pounder. Jesus. <laughs> what about the nugget yeah, sauce? What, big... what sauce do you go? Nah, just sweet and sour. Sweet and sour. Ooh, you yeah, get that, AG. How often do you um, get that? Oh, that's I had Macca's probably about three weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> after a big win, Macca's. eh? Yeah, and oh, no, you know what? It was after the Roosters lost. So I, I was feeling sorry for myself. <laughs> I played terrible. I played shit, and I was like, I, it was a mental health day. <laughs> I deserve <laughs> Macca's. Does, does the Macca's taste different mental in New Zealand? Um, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, it took ages too. Took ages, but um, I'll say that the Aussie Maccas they do they do it a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> they don't do steam buns here. Only in some what? places. Only some places. No oh, steam yeah, buns. That's steam a game changer. Nah, it's nah. so soft. Yeah, and that's the difference. Even the, even the um the New Zealand boys they they said they're like fucking Aussie Maccas is mad because you get yeah. steam bun everywhere. Like, so you don't do it. He's like, nah. I was like, oh, shit. No, even right. like American Maccas is not to our scratch. Nah, nah, American Mac is a shit. I've been there once yeah. and yeah. it was crap. Yeah, it was cucks. But <laughs> New Zealand KFC, boys, if you want new, a KFC, go to come to NZ. Yeah, yeah. the best? NZ KFCs. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot better. What's lot your KFC better. order then? <laughs> uh, Zinger box, three wicker wings, yeah. upsized chips and drink. Yeah. Um, extra chicken salt. <laughs> yeah, extra chicken salt. And then I'll probably just get another twister wrap. With it, <laughs> well, we got to remember yeah, he's bulking yeah. in the middle. Yeah. He's, he's got to play. He's fourteen. 14. He's a fourteen. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I'm not ninety six kegs anymore, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, now now you're playing five eight, so maybe no more Maccas or KC. What do you reckon? Yeah, no, nah, well, I, I haven't I, I haven't touched the Maccas since then. It's um it's actually been alright. I promise. I pinky. I pinky promise. <laughs> we thank you for coming on and uh, you? sharing your stories. But yeah, stay off the Maccas for a bit because we need you to score. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's been an honour to speak to a Premiership winner. Oh, All the best boys. for this year. Thank you very much. Up the was. Up the bloody was. Up the was. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>